Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Yeah, I want to talk about something tonight um, that has been on my heart, and um, it's not necessarily a, a, one of the preaching, shouting, running uh, type of type of uh, titles, but you know me, I might preach it anyway. So y'all just uh, s- s- bear with me, and we'll see where we go. But I want to talk about called to serve, and you know, sometimes when we hear the word serve, you know, you start getting the, those nervous sweats. It's like the collar all of a sudden is a little tighter than it was before you heard the word serve. You know, the word serve, the word servant doesn't necessarily automatically bring this feeling of elation in our, in our lives. It doesn't necessarily make us, oh, yes, serve, come on, <laughs> I'm ready to serve, I want to be a servant. You know, we're, we don't necessarily run and shout. There, notice there are no uh, shout and dancing songs about serving. <laughs> I came to serve. <laughs> you know, we, we don't typically shout and dance to serving. But, but how many of you know, regardless of whether you shout and dance about it, you know you could. Whether you do, you know you could. Because you're called. It's part of our calling to serve. And when there's a call, there's an anointing. Woo! I said when you're called, then there's an anointing. That means there's an anointing, a, a, a grace of God upon your life to actually do what you're called to do and the place that you're called to serve and the things you're called to serve in. There's actually an, an empowerment from heaven that is upon you sent by God specifically for you that you may be able to do well in the place that he's called you to serve. See, God doesn't call where he doesn't equip. I said, God doesn't call where he doesn't equip. He always equips the place that he's called you to be. Now, you may not always feel call uh, equipped when you hear the call. I said, you may not always feel equipped when you when you feel the call. I remember when when uh, uh, we were in a a time of praise and worship or praise and in our praise and worship team where we didn't have a a leader. We were kind of just floating around. And I remember I was driving home from the night, the night shift, and I felt a stirring in my heart to call pastor and volunteer to take over until we found somebody. And, you know, I was like, oh, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I went into warring tongues, you know, I cast that spirit of pride down right now. I will not call and volunteer to take over something. That's pride. But, you know, the Lord wouldn't leave me alone. And honestly, it was the scariest phone call I had ever made to date. Uh, and I had just got a, a, a cell phone. So the next morning, you know, I sat on it. The next morning I, I did, I went to work and I was driving home in the afternoon. I knew pastor would be at the office and I'm like, three, eight, six, four, five. You know, and I called and I said, Pastor, you know, I feel impressed. If this isn't God, you know, brush it aside, forget about it. I feel impressed to take over until we, uh, and, and run the music team until we find the permanent, the permanent person. And if that... You know, take some time, pray about it. You know, if it's not on your heart, totally great. I was hoping it wasn't on his heart. (laughs) Because I didn't feel necessarily equipped at the moment, but I felt a a tug. I felt a call. 
to something. And, you know, he hung, said thank you, you know, and, uh, you know, pastor always holds his cards close to his vest, so he didn't say, oh, yeah, that sounds great. No, he, he said, okay, thank you, I'll pray about it. And then I got a phone call, like, within, like, three or four minutes later from the church. I'm like, uh-oh, this can't be good. And I was like, he's calling me to tell me, no, you know, let's not do that. He calls me, he said, well, when can you start? And I was like, oh, Jesus, what have I done, Lord? I didn't necessarily feel an equipping, but how, you, how many of you know when, see, God, God doesn't necessarily uh, flatten out the water and make it look like concrete before you step out of the boat. But if he's calling you into something, there's equipping. If he's calling you into a different place of business, if he's calling you into a different place uh, uh, of, of uh, career, if he's calling you into a different place of service in the body, if he's calling you into uh, more prayer. I, you know, when I received the call to, to up my prayer life, I didn't feel an equipping then either. You know, we, 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 I, I call it dry tongues, you know, where you're like, you know, and it's just like you're just by faith speaking in tongues, you know, because you know you're supposed to. But but the Lord had been stirring me to pray more. Well, how many of you know when I when I put my action to the call, then the equipping became evident. And I've been leading worship now for I don't know how long. I remember two years later or maybe it was a year later. I can't remember exactly. But pastor called me in the office and he said, hey, I just want to let you know we found our praise and worship leader. I was like, oh, okay, good. Who is it, you know? And um, I thought, you know, I figured he was doing a nationwide search, you know. And, um, and uh, he says, it's you. I, I believe it's you. And I was like, oh, I thought this was a temporary call. And how many of you know I didn't necessarily feel equipped then? And sometimes... Even in the middle of the call, you won't necessarily feel equipped on any given moment. But if you'll stick with it, if you'll stay in the place God's called you to be, glory to God. And you'll keep your hand to the plow and not look back. Hey, glory to God, because I guarantee you the farmer, when he's got his hand to the plow and he's plowing that field, glory to God, he doesn't necessarily feel like it's harvest time, but he's plowing that field, stirring up those rocks, getting the, the debris out of the soil so it can be ready to produce fruit, glory to God. And you are called whether you feel it or you don't. There's an anointing upon you, whether you feel it or you don't. Glory to God. How do I know? Because the word says so. Amen. Over in, um, Let's see here. Let's turn over to First uh, Peter chapter four. When you, I've already got it on my iPad, so when you're there, say hallelujah. First Peter chapter four, verse seven. It says, "But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another." For love will cover a multitude of sins. It's funny, it doesn't say gossip covers a multitude of sins. Love, huh? Oh, that's a different message. Be hospitable to one another with grumbling. Oh, without grumbling. I don't know why we have to have the fellowship here at our house. It just means I have to mow the yard a second time. No, without grumbling. As each one has received a what? 
minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As each one, notice that it didn't say as some. It said each one. Look at somebody and say, you're one. Look at somebody else and say, you're another one. There's grace upon you to minister to one another in love. Glory to God. I like it. I like what it says in the New American Standard Version. It says, as each one has received a special gift. Come on, each gift is a special gift. Come on, you might look at your gift and say, well, I don't know what, what, what is so special about this. Glory to God, if God gave it to you. If God has equipped you, if God has anointed you, if God has placed it in your life, glory to God, I can guarantee you it's special to him. Man, I I have done some of the most mundane things uh, uh, for the Lord and had him personally thank me. I remember one morning um, I got here early to change out the lights on on, uh, these floodlights and, and thank God for brother Bobby. He usually beats me to it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I don't love being up in, in that little, uh, it looks stable and I'm sure it is stable, but when you're up there and your hands are above your head and it's doing one of these numbers and you're having to tighten down this thing so it doesn't fall on anybody's head later on, it don't feel too stable. And I got here one morning early because I knew Pastor Greg had it on his list. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to beat him to the job because I'm called to serve. I'm called to serve. So I'm going to beat him to the job. So I got here early and I said, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and change. And I remember it was right up here. And, and it was the first time I'd been in the lift on my own with nobody else in the room. And, you know, I put in my, I put in a, a message in my, yeah, I had my AirPods in. I had the preaching going on in my ears. I had the robo-bo-shototo in my tongue. And I just, I hit that halfway up. Oh, not high enough. And you know, I'm not, I'm not scared of heights like on a cliff or in a mountain or anything, but you put me on some rickety little bucket, then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, Lord, why? So I got them all changed and everything before, before Pastor Greg could even get here. Got them all set, you know, and got down, put the lift up, and I was like, whew, thank you, Jesus. And I'm done with that. And I was walking out this hallway right here, and the Spirit of God spoke to me in one of those more strong ways that I, that I can remember. And he said, thank you for what you did. And when he did, it brought tears to my eyes. It was that thick and that real. You don't think God's paying attention to the things that you're doing to serve him? The Bible says he's not unfaithful to forget one thing that you do. Glory to God. It said if you even give a little cup of water to a little one. Woo, glory to God. The Lord said, if even if you do that, you're going to receive a reward. Oh, well, I'm just called to serve at the nursery. No, that's not the way the Lord sees it. Glory to God. When you get there and serve sacrificially and give of yourself and give that, give those, uh, 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 little, uh, golden fishes to, you know, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I want, I want more. Okay. Eight, nine, 10. And and you serve those children. Glory to God. The Lord is marking that down as someone who is willing to sacrifice and live like Jesus in front of, in front of the, in front of the children. Glory to God. And you're ministering to them. You're serving them. See this word here, it says minister really that that word actually means serve. You know, uh, let's turn over to our um, vision real quick. You know, I always make notes, but I don't really stay with them. So y'all just stay with me, all right? Praise God. Is this all right? 
just trying to stir our hearts because there's, I believe God is, is got some things for us. And, um, and, but I also believe that it's going to take moving into, uh, into a greater place of ministering, AKA serving. Amen. But it says, but rise and stand on your feet. Acts 26, 16. If you don't know where our vision is, I, I don't know if I said that or not, but Acts 26, 16, all the spiritual people knew where I was going. Just kidding. Uh, Acts twenty six sixteen. But rise and stand on your feet, for I this is the vision of our church. For I have appeared to you for this purpose. Say purpose. To make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and the things which I will yet to reveal to you. Woo, that sounds saucy, don't it? Glory to God. Well, you know what this word means? It says to make you a minister means servant. Look at somebody say servant. This, this word comes from, from the Greek where it actually means under rower. Under rower. You got that uh, picture ready for me? Any, anybody ever seen Ben-Hur? Remember when he's trapped as a slave? Actually, I haven't seen it in years, so I don't really know what this scene is from. But I know it's from Ben-Hur. And... I'm guessing he didn't volunteer to do this. But this is what an under rower is. It's, it's somebody who, who is at the beck and call of the big scary guy with the drum that's going boom, boom, boom. And with each hit of the drum, you got to put your back into it. Somebody say put your back into it. Come on, if you ain't serving God and putting your back into it, glory to God, I dare say you ain't really serving God. There's something about sacrificial service. So this, this, this isn't by mistake. Paul didn't use this word by mistake. See, we see min, the word minister and we think Jesse Duplantis or Kenneth Copeland or, and not saying those guys aren't serving and sacrificial, but, but we think minister like somebody who's on TV or somebody who's a sharp dressed man, you know. But see, when Paul was pinning what Jesus said to him, this is what he was thinking about. Paul said, and my life is poured out like a drink offering for you. Let's go. I just, you don't actually don't turn there, but listen, you can get rid of that. I just wanted to give you a visual. But how many know the leaders in the early church understood when, when the Lord said minister, he meant servant. How do I know that? Look at the beginnings of many of the epistles. You can just listen to this. Romans chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, Greetings, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Philippians chapter 1, greetings, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad Paul just said, I'm going to go ahead and include you, brother Timothy. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi. Then it says in Titus uh, 1, verse 1, it says, Paul, a bondservant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ. I like that he says bondservant before he says apostle. Come on. Our, our, our first and primary call is to be a servant. Before we're a captain... Before we're a construction man, before we're a, a uh, uh, whatever, you Paul guy, what, Paul Bearer, no, that's the guy that carries the thing, whatever you are. Before you're a nurse, before you're an IT guy, before you're the owner of Clubhouse, you're, you're called to be a bond servant first. Then it says over in, um, 
in case you thought it was just Paul's deal, James 1 verse 1 says, Greetings to the twelve tribes. James, a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes that are scattered abroad. Uh, Peter, over in Second Peter verse 1 and 1, it says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, even old Jude, with one, one chapter, he said, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. See, even before your family connection, you're a bondservant of Christ. Even from the beginning of the church, they understood that they had a call to be a servant, to be an under, an under rower to, to the call of God on their life, an under rower to the Lord. Amen. We're not, we're not anybody's slave. See, we became sons. When we approach God, we approach him as son. But when we approach one another, we're, we approach one another as servants. I'm going to say that again. When we approach the Lord, we approach. See, we're no longer just servants of God. We've been made family. We've been made sons and daughters. So when we approach God, when we come to the throne of God, we're sons, we're daughters of God. Glory to God. And we can come in, come in boldly. But when it relates to one another, we're servants of one another. That didn't uh, I think it was Peter that said, be be submissive to one another. Be submissive to one another. What does that mean? Not my way, but your way. Even though Deborah can be crazy sometimes. Even though she can be sassy sometimes. Not my way, but your way. Well, even Captain, you know, Captain Kirby kind of looked at me strange. Not, not my way, but his way. Let me, love, let me love him and prefer him. Well, I wanted to sit in that seat tonight. I'm going to go tell Captain Kirby that's my seat. No, you know what? I'm going to prefer and be submissive to Captain Kirby and let him sit in that seat because you know what? He needs to hear this message tonight. No, <laughs> I'm just playing. But you see what I'm saying is, is when it relates to one another, we're called to serve one another. We're called to serve the, the plan and the purpose of God. We've got a call to be a bondservant. Amen. Is this all right? Anybody ready to run yet? Run out the door, not run around the, the church. Amen. Um, you know, you've got a, you've got an anointing to serve your family. Ooh, not one. Amen. Praise the Lord. You got an anointing to serve your family. You got an anointing to serve your church. Isn't it interesting? We, we, we're more ready to serve our church than we are our family, but you know, we're called to our family first, then our church, Right? Because how do I know that? Well, the Lord said if someone can't take care of their own family, they're not fit to be a leader in the church. So the, the family is the closest proving ground of whether you're tr- loved to serve or not. Well, you know, he ought to pick up his own socks. Well, she ought to have those dishes done by the time I get home from work. How I many of that's not the heart of a servant? Speaking of things the Lord thanked me for. I remember uh, how many of y'all love the, the women's retreats? All the women do, praise the Lord. The men who are taking care of the kids. <laughs> I remember it was one, one Saturday and the women had been gone all day and, and, uh, and the kids had been crazy all day and I was, I'd finally got them kind of settled and I, was, I, I went to go sit on the couch and relax. Somebody say relax. The Lord says to rest in him. Amen. So I was going to spend some time resting. But as I went to the couch, I walked past to see the view of the kitchen. And there was a mound of dishes in the sink. And I just sat on the couch for a minute. Glory to God. 
And just on the inside, it was rubbing me wrong. I, I know, fellas, y'all can, y'all can plug your ears. That's okay. All the women going to amen me real quick. But, but I was walking past the, uh, the, the kitchen. I saw the mound of dishes, and I sat down, and it was rubbing me raw. And I was like, what is it, Lord? Why, why do I got to wash those dishes, you know? There's other people in the house, you know. And I kept just in my heart thinking, you know what? It's not going to bless the ladies to come home from a refreshing service and get right into Menacers. That's right. <laughs> and so, you know what? I said, all right, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm going to put, put my flesh under and go over there and serve. How many know it's all right to serve your wife every once in a while, men? Come on, I better get a better amen than that. We in the church, God's looking. I said, it's all right, men, to serve your wife every once in a while. Praise God. The the Lord has given you a helpmate. You can be a help as well. And uh, anyway, so I'm washing the dishes. I get them all washed up. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm up, I'm up, I'm might as well fellowship with the Lord because I hate doing dishes. So I might as well make it. I, I, my personality type is I try to make anything I'm doing fun. Joby uh, sometimes is annoyed by that when we're doing projects together. Because Joby likes to make everything as boring as he can. <laughs> but we balance each other out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so... So I'm trying to make it fun. So I'm fellowshipping with the Lord, you know, whatever, just singing in the spirit, singing a song, whatever. I get all the dishes done, get them. And I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. I got them all washed. And the Lord's like, why don't you go ahead and put them away? I'm like, really? Come on. I already washed them. They need to dry anyway. Uh, there's a towel in the drawer. You can dry them off. So I'm drying them off, you know. Get, you know, I put all the dishes away. I get the kitchen. I even wipe down the counter. Somebody say hallelujah. And... And I get done, and once again, very similar to the experience I had when, when I walked out from serving him at the church. The Lord said, thank you. My daughters will be blessed by that. You might be married to her, but how many you know she's still God's daughter? Come on. And God still wants to take care of her. And he wants you to be a vessel sometimes. Praise God. So we're called to serve our family. You know, uh, Jesus modeled this. If y'all think I'm getting, oh, this, this man's getting, pastor's out of town and this man's getting extreme. I can't wait to write an email to the pastors. Jesus modeled this. Let's uh, look over to John chapter 13. I told you this wasn't necessarily going to be a shouting service, but how many know this is good for us? It says over in John chapter 13 and verse 2, uh, we'll start there and read through verse 6. It says, and, and supper being ended, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. I like that right there. It says, Jesus, knowing... 
Jesus knowing. That means Jesus was very aware of who he, who he was, who he is, and who he will be. Glory to God. This wasn't Jesus uh, with some other understanding. He says, Jesus knowing exactly that the Father had given all things into his hand. This is Jesus knowing that he had come from God. This is Jesus who was going to God. He rose from the supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples feet and to wipe them with a towel which he which he was girded now this was something that was reserved for servants in that day and in fact it's something that that as i was reading reading about this is something that um was supposed to be done as the guest had entered into the house and notice not one of the disciples had took the initiative to do this you know, really, probably what what should have happened is whoever the host was, or or one of the disciples should have should have grabbed the bowl and the towel and 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 had already done this because see this is after supper they've been there a while, and this had gone undone and Jesus said you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna take knowing who I am knowing where I'm going and knowing where I'm from, glory to God. Jesus said, I'm going to take the towel, I'm going to take the bowl, and I'm going to wash the feet of, of my disciples. You know, and Peter, I think, kind of realized, oh, no, what's happening here? He said, uh, then Peter uh, came to him and said, Lord, why are you washing my feet? And you know the story, Peter's like, don't wash my feet, you know, that's not going to happen. Jesus said, Jesus said, it has to happen this way. And, and Jesus was taking a, a prophetic position of who he was, laying his life down for his people, glory to God, and demonstrating, somebody say demonstrating, demonstrating a way of life for us. Not that we necessarily have to wash somebody's feet because that's, that's not our culture. But there are some things that, that, that are in our culture that we think are too low for us. Well, I don't change diapers. Was that what the Lord said? Or is that a box you said, I'm, I'm not willing to go? Well, I don't, you know, somebody else's job to, to clean up that toilet. Or somebody else. How many know there, when you're serving the Lord, everything is, is in your pay grade? Everything is in your pay grade. Glory to God from the highest high to the lowest low. It doesn't really matter if the Lord has asked you to do it. Man, there's grace upon it to do it and there's reward for it. Glory to God. And there's fellowship in it. How do I know that? Look over into into Matthew. And um, let's see. I believe it's Matthew chapter 11. Yeah. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Jesus said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Amen. How many know a yoke was meant for what? Oxen who were meant for what? Work. So Jesus isn't saying, take my pillow upon you. He's talking about doing something. Amen. Now, we're to rest in the Lord, and, and he will give us rest, and we'll have peace and joy and freedom. But there's some things to do. Amen. He says, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Man, Jesus, he just lived this for us. He demonstrated for us. This is the king of kings. Let, let me stop right there. We'll come, right, we'll come back to that. But over in, in Philippians, go over to Philippians real quick. 
Just in case you're wondering, well, you know, this is Jesus, Brother Steve. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. Come on, he was God. He is God. He remained God. Amen. This wasn't, this wasn't uh, uh, you know, just brother, brother Joe or S- Sister Sarah or brother, brother Doodad or Sister Holiness. This is Jesus. He was God in flesh. And it said he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a what? Bondservant. And coming in the likeness of man, glory to God, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself, glory to God, and became obedient even to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. See, the Bible says if you'll humble yourself before God, he will exalt you in due time, glory to God. See, some people have been afraid to serve because they want to be exalted, but God is saying actually the avenue that you're looking to get to where you want to be comes through the avenue avenue of service. It comes through the avenue of servanthood. It comes through the avenue of saying, yes, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Not my way, but, but somebody else's way. I don't have to have it my way. I'll actually do, do something in the way that will actually bless somebody else. I'll actually serve in the nursery, even though I think Sister Julie's rules are crazy. But I'll, I'll bend my will to her will because the Lord has called and put an anointing on me to serve with children. So I don't have to have it my way. I'll say, yes, Lord, and I'll do it her way so that the, the church will be blessed and I'll take the grace, the manifold grace that's upon me and I'll be a faithful steward, glory to God, and I'll serve there. See, some of y'all don't realize that your service in one area is what will cause blessing in another. We're a triune be- being and many people are having issues in one area and they think it, they're trying to attack it in that area. But if you will just humble yourself before the Lord and get into the place that God's asked you to get into, you'll find that things start working easily and, and su- succinctly, glory to God, and the grace of God will be able to be produced in that area that you've been feeling frustrated. Glory to God. I'm talking by the Spirit of God right now. He's saying that if you'll get into that place and start moving. I I don't feel anointed there, but all I have is this little tug. Well, just obey the little tug. Just obey that little nudge and get out of your own comfort zone and get out of your own will and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And move into that position. Well, I don't like that. I don't like sitting on that row. I don't like serving in that department. I don't like getting here early. I don't like, come on, one moment before the Lord Jesus. We're not going to care about what we liked and what we didn't like. We're not going to be like, well, you know, I never did like Brother Steve's bow ties. And it caused me to stumble when I was worshiping. You won't, well, why didn't you worship? Well, Brother Steve wore those bows. No. You aren't even going to think of that excuse. You're going to be like, oh, I don't know why, Lord. Um, Not not trying to get scary or anything, but (laughs) it's going to be a good time before the Lord. Hallelujah. But he let this mind be in you. Glory to God. So this isn't just for Jesus. This is for us. This isn't just for Jesus. This is for me. This isn't just for Jesus. This is for you. Well, it's easy for you to say, Brother Steve, you just get to get up there and sing and jump around and praise God. And that's what you get to do. Well, (laughs) you don't see half of what goes on, number one. But number two, 
Quit worrying about what somebody else is called to do. Ooh, I'm about to kick my shoe off. Hallelujah. Quit worrying about what somebody else is called to do and get in where you're called to be. Quit second-guessing your boss at work when the Lord didn't put you in that position and actually become a bondservant and do what the Word says, which is serve as unto Christ, your boss, and watch how favor will start rolling all over you. Put your faith to action. Be a Christian. I know, I know. It's not a shouting thing, but... Many all, no, I won't say that. that, Let me correct that. Some have issues at work, not because your boss is a jerk, but because you're not being a Christian. What does that mean? That just means serving where God's put you. That may not be your forever job. I've had jobs that weren't my forever jobs. And I remember I used to have issues with one boss. And he, he, this was back when I was in college and, and, and I had issues with this one boss. He kept, he kept picking on me. And, and actually, he, he wasn't a big fan of Christians. And we had a run-in where I was going on a missions trip, and he said I couldn't go. And I said, well, I'm going anyway. And, you know, and we kind of started off on a bad foot. But, you know, as we began, as I began to work for him and things weren't really improving, how many of you know I went to the Lord about it? And the Lord didn't say, yep, he's a bad boss. He's a jerk, you know, just put up with him. This is your cross to bear. The Lord didn't say that. The Lord began to deal with things that I could do better. Isn't that funny how that is? Anytime, I don't know about you, but when I go to the Lord about somebody, the Lord doesn't talk to me about their issues. He talks to me about my issues. And he began to tell me some things that I could correct well you know you kind of slack off in this area sometimes and you kind of why don't you get those things correct and begin to claim favor oh you mean use my faith well just be easier to quit and go to a different job yeah but I didn't have peace to do that because maybe the Lord had me there to be a witness to this fellow and to learn some things about putting my flesh under well, the Lord doesn't call me to a job to, put my, to teach me to put my flesh under. I beg to differ. He works all things together for the good of those that love him. How many of you know the good for those that love him isn't just blessing? It isn't just uh, bonus checks. It includes blessing and it includes bonus checks. But your good is actually doing some of the stuff that pastor's been preaching about and working on them fruits of the spirit. Glory to God. And if you'll take, I'm just telling you, I'll I'll go out on a limb and I'll guarantee if you'll take the form of a bond servant and serve your boss like you would Jesus, you ain't going to have to worry about not having favor. Favor will be produced. Amen. Well, praise God. Y'all are probably hoping I'm about to wrap up, and I am. Um, <laughs> put that picture back up real quick. I want y'all to just look at that face. And then, in your mind, Photoshop your face on that face. I'm just kidding. All right, you can put that down. That was just for fun. Um, 
And let me just end with this. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19, it says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And when it comes to being a servant, how many of you know you could have the appearance of a servant, but not the heart of a servant? And not be eating the good of the land. If you're striving, if you're, if you're struggling in the, the job or in the place in church or in your family being a servant, there's probably a heart adjustment, which is why I'm preaching this message. A little heart adjustment. It's not, this is not like a big fall on the altar repentance type of, type of thing. It's a little heart adjustment. Lord, you know what? I haven't seen the, the grace upon my life to serve in this area. Because, see, that's what the enemy likes to do. He likes us to compartmentalize things. Well, I'm really good at serving in this area of the church, but when I get to the job, I don't, that's different. That's my, that's my job life. Or when I get home, I've worked a hard, a long, hard day, and I need to kick my shoes off, and, and, and it's time for people to serve me. Well, that's okay if that's what the Lord's saying. But is the Lord saying that? What, you just look and examine in your own heart and say, what is the Lord saying for me to do? What's the adjustment I need to make? Amen? Because I guarantee you we all can have little adjustments, right? And it would help us, it will help us to be, to be uh, uh, greater servants in this, in this year. I, I, I don't have time to get into this next part. But I will just say this. There is something about the way that you serve that positions you for, for blessing. There's something about the way you serve and the heart that you serve with, wherever God has placed you, wherever God has put you in whatever arena, that positions you for blessing in every area of your life. And and that blessing, like I said, includes working out some some of the fruits of the Spirit, but it also includes the blessing that you're believing for. And, and that's why I wanted to end with Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19. Because if you're willing and obedient, the word promises us you shall eat the good of the land. Amen. So if there's an area that you're not eating the good of the land in, just do that little heart adjustment we were just talking about. It's easy. Aren't you glad the things of God are easy? You know, we hear a message like this and, and sometimes you can, you can be like, oh, well, you know, I've got this area and that area there. You know what? Put all that aside and just say, Lord... Where's the, where's the first adjustment? God loves to work with us. He loves to lead us and guide us into all truth. He doesn't shove us into, into truth. He leads and guides. He's gentle. So just check with the Lord. Lord, what, where's the area that maybe, maybe you're serving in the place God's called you to in church, but the heart hasn't been everything it could be? Well, we want you to eat the good of the land in your life, but we also want the department you're in to eat the good of the land. Because we want the body to eat the good of the land. And so when our heart's not exactly right, then, then we actually short-circuit the good of the land for the body. But if we're bond servants and say, not my way, I'll, I'll make the heart adjustment because I want Deborah to be blessed. Maybe you don't need the blessing. It's not true, but maybe you think you don't need the blessing. Do it for somebody else. Because God is looking to move this year, and, and I'll just echo I'll echo what Brother Steve is saying. There's some things we need to speak. There's some things we need to declare. 
But there's also some positioning. That's why I think uh, Pastor was was ha- being called to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. There's some there's some uh, uh, some surgery that that we can let the Lord do on our hearts. Amen. And He's a gentle surgeon. Woo, he's a gentle surgeon. And as he's making, making uh, adjustments on us, it positions us for all that he has for us. Amen. That's, and that's why God, God never, never is looking to, to, to remove things because he's trying to get something from you. He's trying to get something to you. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.